welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Footy Game Day Squad Show. I'm your host, Cal, and joining me today, I've got Kerm and Tom as we look to break down the AFL season that is coming up and starting in just a couple days' time. Guys, how are you going today? Good, good. It's absolutely raining outside, so if you, if you hear so many interruptions from the rain, it's, it's come from Brisbane, it's come from where you guys are. Yeah, it is. Far North Queensland, for those who are just seeing Kerm for the first time up in Cairns, he's either sweating or it's pouring up there. Exactly. How about down in Sydney, Tom? How are you going? Mate, the weather is a little bit kinder in Sydney, other than uh, up far north, but um, mate, we're doing a different type of podcast today. We've cut short on the reviews, is that right? Are we getting straight into some action? Yeah, yeah. So early apologies for those who have been following along our review series. So I think we had Richmond, Sydney, West Coast, Bulldogs and some other team in there. We have had to skip because the season starts in two days' time. We're recording this. It's Monday the 14th. And yeah, we just ran short on your Look, team. Of course, so. we get your teams in and not mine. Absolute stitch up. So anyone that's listening on, I've been stitched up. I was keen to give the boys some raps, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll move on. Let's get into some other stuff, eh? Yeah, we got just a port and then I decided to call it. What we're going to do today, as you can see here, is we're going to break down our predictions for the upcoming season. We're going to have a look at how we think the ladder and the positions such as grand final and those sort of things are going to pan out. Also having a look at some personal awards, so Brownlow's Rising Star, Coleman and things like that. So all right, I reckon we get straight into it and start with our ladder predictions. We've got, how we're going to do this, we're going to go 18 to 1. We're just going to give you our 18th pick and then we're going to go so on and so forth till we get down to who we think we have the premiers. And no surprise if you saw me do the review show for them. My 18th pick this year is going to be Hawthorne. I think this is going to be the year they completely bottom out. I don't think it's going to be a very good year for them. There's some good players I'm keen to watch, just as uh, Josh Ward who got picked up in the draft. So, yeah, I'm, I'm. but outside of that, I think it's going to be pretty miserable viewing for them. Yeah, I agree. And without spoiling too much, Hawthorne's not that close behind, but I've gone with the Adelaide Crows, and I don't think Jordan Dawson's going to be enough to... to propel them up the ladder if anything i see them regressing with some off-field issues going on and a lot of outside noise i can't see them moving up the ladder too much in fact i see them going down to last i'll tell you what i definitely had a different perspective there but um i like your pick callum i can see why you put hawthorne there you are you're quite tough in the review i do remember that you didn't like what was going on in that team so i can understand why you have them it makes sense Who'd you go with, Tom? Because, yeah, I'm keen to... I'm, did you double down on the, the Crows? I did. I actually did double down on the Crows. Ooh, I really nice. don't like go, what's Tom. going on there. Me and Kerm have a synergy. You know, we've been doing this for a while with each other. Maybe our list might be the same. Who knows? But Who Crows, knows? I just... There's something missing. I spoke about it last time in the review, and I don't see this situation getting any better. It's going to get worse, and then maybe in the future, they can start to turn some things around. So they're my bottom dwellers this year. Yeah, well, I'll jump into my next one because it's not the Crows. You you won't see the Crows for a little bit here. That's Ooh. a surprise early. My 17th pick is going to be the Magpies. Nice. Um, I do think they are going to have a, an interesting year, similar sort of situation to Hawthorne. Again, getting Dacos in, I'm excited to see how they go, but I think it's going to be another miserable year for the Pies. That's my 17th. Who'd you guys go? 17th, I went with Hawthorne here. Um, a lot of the same reasons as you. I can't see the quality around the park that a lot of these other teams have. And there are some exciting players, the Josh Ward, but the likes of Jager O'Meara being injured for a little while, Tom Mitchell, ball magnet. But there's some issues around his contract and, and his health as well. So with him out, I can't see Hawthorne doing too much early on. And to be fair, throughout the year. So they're 17th for me. Okay, and my 17th, 
Collingwood Magpies. I agree with you there, Callum. I think they'll be the second worst team in the AFL this year. Again, some depth issues, goal kickers. They need. They just need some more players to come in and help do a job to keep to get up because yeah, it hasn't been so good for them over the past couple of years, and they really want to start turning some things around soon because they used to be so competitive. When I was growing up, they were always finals bound every year. So hundred percent. Hmm. Yeah, it'll be it'll be an interesting one to watch for them for sure, particularly with the new coach and things like that going on. But number sixteen, I have the Kangaroos. So that is, I think, a win for Kangaroos fans. They are off the bottom <laughs> of the ladder, but yeah, come I've on, that's not a win, Callum. Don't don't <laughs> <Yeah>. do that. <laughs> they might get a few more wins than uh, they have in the last couple of years put together, but I think it's it's going to be pretty competitive down there at the bottom for the Spoon this year. Uh, I I could easily just put five six teams there and could make the make the case for them. So I was the exact it'll same. be fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, I was it'll the be exact a fun same. one to watch. But Ruse at sixteen for me. Um, sixteen for me. It might be the bitter Suns fan in me, but I'm I've gone the Suns here at sixteen, and Ooh. a lot of it is because. The prospect of watching Levi Casbolt be the number one target up forward for me all year just makes me sick to my stomach. Um, so there's there's a lot I like about my team, the Suns. Um, Raul and Anderson in the preseason were electric through the midfield. We've obviously got Took Miller. Um, but losing culture, no forward targets. Isaac Rankin is not doing what he should have been doing. Um, up forward, I just can't see where the goals are coming from. So 16th for me. Yeah, you mentioned it might be the bitter Suns fan in you, but I tell you what, that pick isn't too far away for me either. So I'm not sure. I think it's pretty fair. My number 16, though, is North Melbourne. I'm going with Callum here. We're lining up the Kangas. I love their rookie. I uh, looked at him in the preseason. Wow. Horn Francis yeah, was electric. Kicking goals, a was a ball magnet. That's, that's an absolute steal. So although we have him at this position... There is light at the end of the tunnel for them. They have got a absolute steal, I think. Had me thinking. When was the last time that you had a player on the on the, the Kangaroos that you really enjoyed watching? Boomer Hardy. I know. I know. We're, yeah, and a while ago too. Like, Boomer. I was Perfect thinking. Like, I was like, I'm really excited to actually watch them play. And I was like, fuck. They're trying to go back through the teams. And I was like, I can't remember a North player I was ever like, you know, as an opposition fan, been like, yeah, I can't wait to see how he plays, but. Yeah, no, Horn Francis is definitely going to get me viewing more Kangaroos games this year. Number 15, I went with the Suns. So I, I do think there's there's going to be some good things happening around them, but losing King for the whole season does hurt. And Casbot Kav- can only get you so far up the ladder. <laughs> so I feel for, I fear for you, Kerm. I fear it's going to be another rough year. I fear for whether Gold Coast are going to have a team by the end of the year. Yeah, I've got them at 15. Tazzy team 2023. <laughs> Um, 15th I've gone with Collingwood here Um, for the same reason you guys mentioned you can only rely on Mason Cox to kick you so many goals a lot of outside noise but I am really keen to watch the likes of Jack Chris Brody Grundy Nick uh, Nick Dacos and Josh Dacos as well to be fair Um, a lot of fantasy relevant players in this team um, Mm, so definitely one to watch but as for on field performance I can't see him getting anywhere past 15th yeah, fair call. My 15th, the Gold Coast Suns, as you mentioned, Kerm. you got some young guns there. It's the forwards for me. We mentioned it in the review. It's still this issue now. Who's going to be kicking goals? Who's going to help you win games? I don't know where it's going to come from, but some people are going to have to step up. And there's definitely, definitely an opportunity in terms of fantasy. You know, we're a fantasy platform and we love to link everything back. 
Someone needs to kick goals. Who's it going to be? I'll be looking. I'll be keeping a close eye on that forward pack to see who it's going to be. Wouldn't keep too close of an eye on it. You don't want to watch. Yeah, I was going to say, much. if only you had like a Tom Lynch or someone up forward. Hey, Kerm. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if only you had the chance to draft him. How good would that be? So our fourteenth player, Cal. Fourteenth. Uh, <laughs> yes, I have gone with the Adelaide Crows. So I have them coming up a little bit higher this year. Um, obviously, being a Port fan, I'm. I enjoyed the last couple of years where we have belted them. Um, but I think they've got a little bit more talent than sort of those teams, a little bit more mature list than some of those teams. And they've had their couple of years at the bottom. I do think they're going to start climbing up. But they're one of those teams that you could sell me the scenario that they finish bottom of the ladder, and I'd believe it too. So, yeah, that's how high I had the Crows. Fair enough. And I've gone with uh, North Melbourne here at 14th. Really exciting team for me. I, I, I have them a little bit higher than you guys. The likes of Taron Thomas, Jai Simkin, um, Todd Goldstein. It's a little bit getting on, but Cherry, the, the backup ruck that they have, who played in the mm. preseason game, was incredible and obviously Horn Francis. So they do have some fantasy-relevant players again. Um, definitely keen to keep a close eye on them to see if they have a sharp improvement because I think it's possible. Um, but yeah, this is where I have the Kangaroos slotted in at 14th. Zebel and Ball back there, Hall, sorry, Zebel and yeah. Ball, obviously, yeah. dominating so much when they were at the bottom of the ladder. So do we see a drop-off with them if they start moving forward? So, Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. And I love the fact that you said those jumping players. We saw it so much last year. Players nearly doubling their fantasy output from the year prior, just based on pure opportunity. Um, but my pick here at number 14 is the Carlton Blues. Ooh. I don't oh. think their finals bound. I don't think they're going to do so great this year. I've got them at 14. But this is one of the ones that I was really unsure of putting them there. And I'm going to say it. That's probably the more controversial pick other than one that's coming up soon. And I just want to mention, Ooh. none of you guys have said... I haven't mentioned Hawthorne yet. Yeah. Yeah. We'll keep yeah, it going. I, but, uh, I was, was going to say, our list team. was starting to line up after <laughs> that Carlton one. We're finally we're finally falling apart. At 13th, I have St. Kilda. Um, wow, okay. Yeah, I really don't like this team. And I just, yeah, I, I thought they were a very hard one to try and gauge where I think they're going to be. And it's seeming like this year is going to be a really competitive year of footy, both at the top, the bottom, and the middle. I think it's just, there's going to be, are these little lists, when we look back on them, I think we're going to get a few, few terribly wrong. Um, but I'm pretty comfortable in saying that I think that the Saints aren't going to have a good year, regardless of where they ultimately finish. I think they'll miss finals. And yeah, 13th for me. Can Jack Steele win the Brownlow from 13th? have to be a Gary, Gary Ablett type could, yeah Gary Ablett type mm-hmm. season close one um, 13th I've gone the West Coast Eagles here um, slightly controversial considering how long they've been at you know near the top four for so long um, but just so many injuries their team's been decimated they've only got 26 fit and healthy players ready to go for round one um, I can't see them bringing it back later on in the season the way they have in the past because they they got Shannon Hearn, you've got so many older players playing in this team now that they're starting to rely on and the injuries are now starting to creep in. So 13th, I've got the West Coast Eagles. Yeah, great summary there. And uh, following 13th as well, West Coast Eagles, for all the reasons Kerr mentioned. Um, they're close to being a finals team, but as you said, too many injuries, age. It's just not going to all happen this year in my eyes. Got him at 13th. Yeah, and I'll jump straight in. I've got them at number 12. Um, they have burnt me the last couple of years. I think I was a lot higher on them than other people were. So you could potentially say 
you know, I've, yeah, I'm putting that as my fact. I just don't want to be burned by them again by putting them much higher. I was really, I really did think a couple of years ago when they got Kelly that they would be a premiership team. And I think that sort of COVID year, real, like that, I thought that was their year. They were my favourites heading in. So yeah, yeah, I do, I do wonder if they've missed their chance. I think they they have, and yeah, twelfth for me and sort of sliding down the premiership mountain. I would not be surprised to see them finish lower. I think twelve and thirteen might be a little bit of recency bias considering how much they've been so good for so long for if they yeah, finish good point. 15th 16th i would not be surprised at all considering their list right now um anyway 12th i've gone with st kilda saints as well here um a lot of players i like king steel crouch some absolute ball magnets and guns on the team but just the overall depth that they have at position especially down back i just i can't trust at all they're only a few injuries off really falling off the rails this season I think so here I've got the Saints who needs depth down back man when you have Steele just absolutely carrying (laughs) everyone's workload (laughs) for him Um, but my number 12 pick is Hawthorne and I want to talk about the reason why I put them in this position because I know you guys were not on the same uh, level with me here but when we were doing these reviews for the other teams this is one of the teams that I noted had so many people in and out of the lineup. There was no consistency with their roster all year. There was just players in and out through the injury. Sicily missing the whole season. Gunston missing the whole season. I think it's only up from them from last year. Honestly, they would have to. Everything would have to go south and be terrible again for them to be in the same position. So I actually see an improvement, and that's why I have them there. Yeah. Yeah. Watch this space. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, watch that. That's going to be a spicy one. I'm keen to keep an eye on that. Number 11, I've gone with the Giants. Another one I just don't feel good about in terms of where I've put them because I'm kind of putting this like West Coast Saints, GWS. They're kind of putting them there, but I kind of either think they'll be higher or lower and that's kind of just the the average. But I do think they've missed their premiership window. They have some really good players. I know how much we love Lockie Whitfield and, you know, We've spoken about him so much. Go back and watch that review. It was almost the Lockie Whitfield show with how much we loved him. But yeah, there's just something not right there. And I feel like, yeah, I I just don't love the team. I think they overachieved last year getting, you know, making the finals, let alone sort of winning one. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they miss out completely this year. Fair enough. And I've gone with the Essendon Bombers here, which hurts me to say because I really, really, really like their midfield. Um, Zach Merritt, Andy McGrath when he's in there, Darcy Parrish, uh, absolute freaks of nature um, through the midfield. But it's either side for me, um, relying too much on some younger players up front and likewise at the back, some younger players, but some just really old players. Michael Hurley's not the player he used to be. Um, so outside of their engine room, I, there's just not much that excites me down at Bomberland and that's why I've got them here at 11th. Yeah, and fair enough. And for the pick before, all the Hawthorne fans... Get around me. Get in the comments. Let us yeah. know that you guys are on the up because they do not believe that they are going anywhere this year. We need to represent, even though we I'm not like a fan. We need like a bet system. It'd be like, oh, you buy me a sandwich if you uh, if this actually falls off. <laughs> <laughs> you you got to buy the next Mate, co- the few, next, I should, few more coffees. I think I deserve more than a sandwich if they pull this off. But um, <laughs> anyway, we'll get into my pick. Number 11, Kerm. Very similar to you. It's Essendon Bombers for me. As you mentioned, Darcy Parrish, he is a player I will be looking at this year. And I'm pretty excited to watch him get out there in the midfield and get in amongst it. But you're right, they're just relying too much. They're too top-heavy. They need a little bit more depth, and they can really take this team to the next level. 
good picks. Good picks. I can see it. Next one was maybe the hardest team for me to actually place out of all of them. Um, and as those who listened through our first series will know, I was a Swans member last year, even though I'm a Port Adelaide fan. So I've got a soft spot for them. But I have them missing the finals at 10th. And Tom is shaking really? his head. Really? Absolute yeah. stitch up, man. But you, I want to hear this explanation. Please oh, get into God. It. I just think... We've had they had a lot of good like the first year's players play really well last year. And one of the best young lists in the team. They've obviously got some older players. But I I think the reason we we sorry, I try to start that again. The thing called second year syndrome is real and it does happen and it does affect players. And I'm there's a lot of players here who would have to play really, really well again just for them to be at that level. Now they do have an easier draw and they had a very easy draw last year. So this one could come back to bite me and I could see them finishing 8th, but I don't think sort of 10th is too far away and deserves the sort of shock reactions that I was given. But I just think the teams, the lists I'm going to say through when they're coming up, just a bit more mature and I trust a little bit more. But in saying that, I would love to see the Swannies make the finals and I'd love to see them get a win because I'm pretty sure my girlfriend's still crying about that GWS final game, so I know it would cheer her up. You love bringing I've that game them. up, don't you? I've got You're them always... way later on in the show. Yeah, I was going to say, where's Carlton? Likewise, yeah. Likewise. Uh, well, you mentioned Carlton. Carlton's here for me. Tenth. Um, mm-hmm. I like their team. I do like the fact they brought in Chera. Um, Paddy Cripps looked absolutely out of this world in the preseason game that they played. Um, and everyone yeah. knows. <laughs> how good was that? Um, yeah. And everyone knows how much I love Sam Walsh if you listen to the, uh, the podcast that we did on Carlton. But um, for me, it's just not the right time. Um, I can see them pushing the finals envelope next year. I think they're just going to need that little bit to work it out and just figure out the puzzle pieces a little bit more. Um, so that's why I have them here at 10th. But next year, we'll be having a different discussion, I think. Yeah, fair enough. I already touched on the Blues. I don't think their finals bound this year as well. Do agree with that. But for this position here, I have free the way to go. Um, just Nat Fife is not the same player that he used to be. He really used to carry this team and will his way to win games. I really miss that so much. Used to love watching his highlight package. But yeah, I don't know who's going to step up for them. If they are going to be finals bound in my eyes, they really need their midfield to start clicking this year and start winning more possessions out of there. But yeah, that's 10th for me. And I'll jump in because i got them at nine. I like what they're doing. Um, they've obviously picked up a couple of like two top 10 players in the draft or two in the top 12 or something that a couple of high-end talent this year that yeah i'm keen to see how they get amalgamated in but we love um brayshaw don't we oh we love on the show can't we do oh, yes. and yeah brayshaw. nat five some more some more midfield time um i think is coming for him this year so yeah num- at ninth i could see them surprise a few people definitely over there at optus stadium make that a bit of a fortress but i just don't think they're good enough to crack the eight but i think it'll be a good year for the dockers i think they'll hopefully walk away pretty happy so and we also love Sean Darcy. We also love Alex Pierce. We also love, you know, Luke Ryan. But these guys just need to stay healthy. And they've got a lot of young players now with Hayden Young off the back flank and Jordan Clark, who's worked his way up into the wing from Geelong. And that's the reason why I've got them at ninth as well. Um, I like them a lot. We love Brayshaw. We love Sarong. We love Darcy. I was a bit disappointed to see that Nat Fife is not going to be spending more forward time. Um, he's going to be working his way back through the midfield. I think that's a bit of a missed opportunity to um, to sort of stretch his legs up forward and start bagging some goals and taking some hangers. It excited me, but we'll have to wait for that. Um, but until then, I've got him at ninth, and yeah, another good year for the Dockers, but they can't crack the eight. 
Yeah, I love that comment about Nat Fife. You can tell that he just isn't the same player, so something needs to change, and that could be the difference maker coming into this season. If you give him some more forward time, starts taking some hangers, we know he's a he's A grade in skills, like just quality player. One of the best marks in the game for me. Oh yeah, so if you can put him up there and give him opportunities, you feel like he's going to finish, so love that. But for me, you mentioned GWS before, missing their premiership window. I think they just missed the finals next year and I have them at ninth. I agree with everything that was said before about them. Uh, they really, It really felt like two years ago against the Bulldogs at their home that that was the year that they were going to go and it uh, didn't quite happen and it just hasn't been the same since there. Yeah, fair enough. We're on to the exciting top eight now. Um, Bombers fans are going to hate me for this, but I've got the Bombers in eighth and losing <laughs> another final. I think they kind of reached last year to get there. I think this year they'll be a bit more of a solid finals team. I don't think it'll be sort of last minute scraped through the line type stuff. Although, like we've said, it's going to be so competitive, it might be. So I think they'll be a better team than they were last year, but I just don't think they'll be going any higher than that. Um, I do have a few Bombers fans who I'm quite close with, so I am enjoying this streak continue. So yeah, I, I, I think for the humour side of things, I wouldn't mind it to continue. <laughs> That's sadistic. <laughs> That's not on. Um, and here is where I have GWS. Um, I have them just scraping in the eight. A lot of talent that I still like in Jacob Hopper, uh, Jacob Hopper Phil Davis, Toby Green, Lockie Whitfield, and I think Josh Kelly has his best year yet. Um, that's the reason why I have him here. Um, they love Josh Kelly, and if Stephen Caniglio can get back to at least at least half of what he was in his best years, I think that they're going to take them a long way. So here's why I have GWS. Could have this one wrong. I think this is my riskiest pick, so watch this space for GWS. Yeah, Caniglio is going to be a huge part of this team's success, and if they are going to crack in, he's going to need to be informed this year. But my number eight team, just scraping in, is the Saints. I know a lot of you guys, you aren't so Saints big on fans them. Will love this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jeez, you're making some fans early. I'm trying <laughs> to make some fans early. I really like what the Saints are doing. Um, we mentioned before King, the other King Kerm. Not your one, unfortunately, mate. They got them the up one forward. one with two ACLs. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, that's too soon, surely. Surely that is too soon. That is foul <laughs> oh, play from God. Callum there. But... um. They, they're on the up, in my opinion. Maybe I might be a year too early. I uh, will say that, but I think they're going to crack into the finals this year. And as you mentioned, Callum, before, I agree with this. Competition is going to be so competitive this year. Honestly, I can see only one or two games different, splitting, you know, like five different teams in that mid-pack. So it's, I feel like a lot of luck's going to come into it at the end of the day. So I reckon they scrape in. Yeah, I reckon the schedules, the how they're going to play out. Some teams having softer schedules than others. That's going to be a big thing this year. Absolutely. At at seventh, I have the Carlton Blues. So I think a lot higher than you. Yeah, cracking in. Them. Okay. So I, I remember I gave you the stat when we did the Blues and I had them pretty high. I don't know what I had them there. I think I have changed a lot of my picks since we'd started our review um, quite a while ago. But one team on average every year will come from sort of outside the eight to inside the top four. It's sort of the way the AFL works. You think of, it didn't happen last year, but you think about the Swans, they almost sort of made, sort of made it. They're only a couple of games back. So you kind of almost have to pick your surprise team. And for me, that's going to be the Blues. So I don't know if they're good enough to win a final. Uh, I really am backing Paddy Cripps this year to come out and dominate. Um, we obviously love Sam Walsh here. We unhealthily love, is that the word? Or the word, we have an unhealthy relationship with our love for Sam Walsh <laughs> as a fantasy player and the card that we want to pack on game day scored. 
But yeah, I, I really do think this is the year the Blues crack into the finals and yeah, it'd be a massive sort of comeback for them. So keen to see how Vossi goes. We've got a lot of time yeah, for that's him, another so. thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate that pick. I don't hate that pick at all. Um, but at seventh, I've got the Geelong Cats. Um, I, a little bit of a regression here. Um, and it, those who listen to the podcast will know that they actually are an active retirement home right now. Um, so they've got a lot of players over 30. The only way for them to win is to win this season for me. If it's not this season, it's the, the experiment's done. Um, you're going to see a big exodus at the end of a lot of ageing players who want to get out of there. Um, and I'm sure list managers for Geelong will want them out of there as well to rebuild and start again. Um, so it's now or never. At seventh, I, I think it's more never than it is ever. Um, so, yeah, this is who I have at seventh. Yeah, and fair enough. But, man, they, they're just one of those teams that always seems to find a way similar to the pick that I have right now at seven. Like, I really wish I could throw this team out of the eight, but they just keep coming back every year and fighting. It's the Western Bulldogs. I look at their team wow. some years and I think they're not so hot and then they just absolutely wipe the field. Like, we, to- we talked about that prelim against GWS there. I really thought GWS were the favourites that were going to win in a landslide and Bontempelli just went to work, kicking goals, just getting every clearance it felt like in the game. They still got this core together. They're all so experienced in the finals. They're going to find their way back there. I do have them regressing a little bit, I think, and probably compared to you guys. We'll see how it is with your picks, but seventh is fair for me this year. That's wild. That's a Yeah, that's a stunner. Um, yeah, the only case I could make for to support of that is that grand final would have hurt and they had it in their hands and you just wonder if that's kind of, yeah, if it's sort of a season missed and they fall back from that. But I'll get to my dog's pick later on. It's not at number six. Number six, again, second hardest team to predict, Richmond Tigers. I think yep. they're good enough to be in the finals. I don't know how, if they're going to be sort of the elite level top four. I don't know, you know, potentially lose Dusty again. If he doesn't come back the same player, then this team might not even make the finals. But... I think they've still got Hardwick. They've still got their core. They still need to be respected. And I think last year was, you know, obviously a year that were injuries and things like that. So, yeah, get them all back together. And I think there'll be a team that, even if they do finish somewhere like sixth, you won't want to play them in a final. No, exactly. And that's I've got them at six as well. They've made a lot of good signings. I love the signing of Robbie Tarrant. Um, that was massive for them. Um, and they've got such a good back, back line with Dylan Grimes, Jaden Short, um, back there doing their thing. They're midfield with Prestia, Suns player. You can have him now. He's all yours. Um, so, yeah. I, it's, it's um, They're such just a well-oiled machine. Hardwick's got them on a leash. They're so good. They're so hard to break down. Um, and with Jack Revolt and Tom Lynch up forward, there's not a lot you can do to, to knock them, to be honest. And here we go. We've got the perfect bracket here from us here at Game Day Squad. Number six is the Richmond Tigers for me. (laughs) I love the points that everyone made. Um, They're a well-oiled machine. They are disciplined. They are very disciplined. They know exactly what they want trying to do on the field every single game and how to utilize every player to the best of their ability. You can see the way they space it. Everyone knows their role. But I'm really waiting for the season where Jack Revolt hands the keys to Tom Lynch and says go kick 60, go kick 70. Because I feel like Tom Lynch has the talent to do it, but he just hasn't got in there yet. And Jack Revolt is just not slowing down either. So I sort of don't blame that Tom Lynch hasn't got in there because he's just so elite still, Revolt, and he's so old. I'm just waiting for this regression. Looks like it's (laughs) never going to happen at this rate. 
Yeah, well, just to round us out, um, I've also had what the bookmakers think Richmond will be, and they think they'll be sixth as well, sixth for the oh, Premiership God, odds. Look so at look at us. We've all yeah. lined up with them perfectly. So, yeah, watch that space. See if we got that one right. Number five, I have my beloved Port Adelaide. I, yeah, I, I know. Okay. I'm my glasses wow. off for this one. I think you heard the reasons why in the Port Adelaide one review, the last one we did, a lot of things that just don't seem right. Our dependence on Charlie Dixon. I don't think we have a second forward yet. I don't trust Todd Marshall to help out when Mitchell uh, when um, Dixon's not scoring. George just looks good, but I, we're just very predictable going forward. I think defensively we've got one of the best back six in the comp, 100%. one of the best mid, one of the best midfield um, in the comp. It's just that forward line, and if a team figures us, figures us out, they figure us out. Quite what well. about? I think I said in the port signing. review. I, you got your new signing, Jeremy Finlayson, forward oh, from GWS. Yeah. Look, he's not the best player, but he's going to come in there and kick some goals for you guys this year. It will help, but yeah, it's one of those things. Until I see it, I'm not going to believe. I believe it. it. So. Okay, there we go. Will when the, when the last time? game of, well, sorry, will Dersma get forward time? Do you think, or is he going to occupy that wing still? Oh, I don't know. Good question. I like Dersma. Good question. Give us a bow yeah, and like You stunned him with his oh, team. There you go. Yeah, I want him. I want him to kick a few more goals, get the bow and arrows out. But... Love the bow and arrow. Yeah, and when the last game I saw my team play was that prelim final. They're lucky that I don't have them outside the eight. So. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so move on quickly. Uh, fifth, I actually have the Sydney Swans here. Um, yeah, I, I like them. They've sort of built the SG, SCG into their own sort of fortress. So they've made it their own. It's hard to beat them there now. Um, I love their back line. They're just such a well-rounded team everywhere along the park. If Buddy Franklin can swing, string some games together, I think that goes a long way. Um, but JPK, not slowing down. Luke Parker, not slowing down. You've got Errol Golden now coming through. He looks a stud. Um, so I really like the Swans this year. I can see him occupying fifth. Yeah, I love that about the SCG being the fortress because they spent you know millions of dollars upgrading the stadium and then COVID hits and no fans are in there. So what timing, terrible timing that was. They're thinking they're <laughs> going to build out the SCG and be this new like, as you mentioned, fortress, but that just wasn't the case. No fans in there. Really no atmosphere. But for me, at number five, is the Geelong Cats. It is their last rodeo, in my opinion, but they are just too talented all across the ground. They have veterans everywhere that know how to slow the game down when they need to or speed it up when they're falling behind. Just Patrick Dangerfield, just he's he's that guy. He's going to be that guy again this year. But I feel like this is the last season where he really, really is one of the best players in the league. Fair enough. Fair enough. Number four. Now, how we've done this. So we, it's not our sort of where we think they'll finish on the ladder. It is. So for the team I have fourth, I have them losing in a prelim. So you can sort of put fourth or third in whatever order that you want. I think fourth is going to be the Melbourne Demons. I think they are. Okay. I think they're the, interesting. I, I think I've said it before. I think they're the best team in the AFL. They've got the best list in the AFL. I just worry about a bit of a premiership hangover, and I worry that last year was such a big thing, such a drought to get there and win it. I just wonder if they have a bit of a Richmond slip up, like they did when Richmond lost to the Pies in the prelim and gets stunned by a younger team, potentially like the Lions or you know, potentially even Port or something like that. So, yeah, I don't... This is one that could come back and bite me because they could easily run on and win 21 games here and dominate the final series. I could see that. But, yeah, heart tells me 
that it's not going to be very straightforward for the demons. They might have a few injuries. I love that. And very quickly, I'm the same. And for the exact same reasons, I got Melbourne really? here. I got good. Yeah, I can breathe now. I'm like, I'm not on that <laughs> island by myself. No, I'm, I'm, I'm. I got the exact same mindset. That hangover is real. Um, it's a real thing happened to Richmond. Um, so it's it's definitely a concern for them. They've got the talent to to overcome that. That's a hundred percent certain. Um, as you said, I think they've got the best well-rounded list in the league. Like def- defense, midfield, ruck, forward line. It's all just. It's it's a shiny engine that it's complete. Be. Yeah, it's it, just it, a complete it really team. is. It really list is. List manager's dream. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And there's depth as, as well. So um, this could come to bite us on the on the clacker pretty hard. But um, yeah, for here I've got the demons as well. And Callum, you talked about not being on the island on your own, but I'm pretty sure it's just you two there, guys. I, I know you, he's brought you in there, but this is not my pick. I'm picking my Sydney Swans here. I think the Swans are going to have a great year. Um, I'd, as you mentioned, young guys played really well last year. I don't see them playing any worse as a team. We've got Buddy Franklin hopefully going to play every game. Isaac Heaney, who I'm anticipating. I cannot wait for this guy to get back on the field. Callum Mills getting more time in the midfield next uh, last year. Probably going to nearly be a full-time midfielder again this year. They got a great team, but unfortunately, I'm predicting them to lose a prelim. So I don't know how happy I'm going to be in a couple of months' time. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. One of the things I didn't get to say before is being a Swannies member last year, I got to see all their games. And awesome year, because if you remember, the Swans won, what, five, six close games? But that's another thing too. They won a lot of these coin flip games um, and I just don't know if they'll be as lucky next yeah. year. But hey, I would love this one. He's to be in a prelim. Really likable team. My, easily now, like me, my favourite team outside of um, of Port to watch just for the young stars and I think we all have a crush on Heaney as well. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Number three, I have the Geelong Cats. So I think you can almost sort of bank okay. them making another prelim and losing it and then I think that'll be the end of them. So... I'm not ready to write them off yet. For so long, they've been the team in the competition. Um, and I just, until I see them fall off the cliff, um, I'm not going to predict it. So, yeah, I have them being a really strong team throughout the year, but just getting done again in sort of similar fashion by a, a younger team. And that's a smart way to go about it. You don't want to back against Geelong Cats too often. Um, here at third, I've actually got the Brizzy Lions, which is probably going to hurt some Brizzy Lions fans because I think a lot of Brizzy Lions fans are quite high on, on their team um, to be honest this is just a bit of a me trying to be a smart aleck um, there's a little bit of confusion around the midfield are we going to see Cam Rayner in there are we going to see Zach Bailey get full time midfield time what's going to happen with Lockie Neal there was rumours he was going to be spending time down back Jared Lyons is he going to be spending more time up forward until those answers are quest- those questions are answered I just can't have faith that they're going to make the grand final. Um, so for me, that's why I have them there. They could very well make the grand final, if I'm honest, though. So we'll yeah. see. We'll see. Fair enough. So too many weapons to choose from, from Kerm there, which yeah. I never thought would be a bad thing for a team. But here we'll we see. are. We'll see. Here we are. But for me, number three is your Port Adelaide, Callum. I know how much you love them. I think it's going to be a quite similar result to last year. They're going to get to the prelim. They're a great team. I see them as a top four team, really locking that in, uh, you know, midway through the season, being really dominant. But again, I don't think they have enough to get over the two teams I'm about to mention next. So let's get into those, hey? 
Yeah, I, I can deal with losing a prelim if it was like the Richmond one where we play well and we get beaten by a better team. I can't deal with the one where it's going to show up. Yeah. Even if it is a better team, yeah. So, number two, I have the team that demolished us in the prelim. I have the Bulldogs. I have them being the bridesmaids losing another grand final. Um, oh, I that is tough. Don't, yeah, I, I think they are. They're a really, really good list. I love their midfield. I'm kind of banking on us to see some form of Josh Bruce that we saw last year that got them there. That would be my only sort of yeah, concern yeah. there. I do. I am sort of still bullish on Ugal Hagen. If he can sort of step up into the team, break into it. They've got Darcy now. They've picked up what second pick in the father and son. So they've mm-hmm. sort of cheaply got another really good young player to this team. I really like the way they're heading. None of their players are sort of really quite old that I'm worrying about dropping off too much from their sort of core group of Libba, um, Smith, you know, those sort of guys. So, yeah, I have them making a grand final, but losing to the team I haven't said. So. That would be harsh. That would be harsh for them. Um, but at second, I've got your Port Power. I actually really like the Port Power here, and we spoke about it in the podcast that we did for them. Their spine of Tom Jonas, Alira Leah. Georgiades or Todd Marshall, Charlie Dixon, and then the midfield that you guys have um, is really, really, really strong. And you've got the, the likes of Darcy Byrne-Jones on the flank. You've got Xavier Dersma, Connor Rosie, Zach Butters, who, if you're reading any blogs, I've written about this guy like seven or eight times already this, this off-season. So there's a we lot to like. Him. Ab- yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot to like about Port Power going into this season. It's just if everything goes to plan and everyone stays healthy, everyone stays on track, um, that's going to be the key for me. So I like Port this year. I have them finishing second, unfortunately losing the granny. Yeah, fair call. And speaking of Alira Lear, imagine if the Swans had another lockdown defender. Oh my God, any danger? Actually, yeah. we had one. There we go. Yeah. Let him go. That sucks. That really does suck. But it's so good to see him flourishing in this system. He's such a great player and he's so important to your team. But for so me, good. number two yeah. is the Brisbane Lions. They were so close to getting there last year. This is the year they get to the grand final, but fans, unfortunately, I have them losing the grand finals. So it's not all all cheers here. Um, they're a great team. They've really put together a nice list, a really deep list of great players. And, you know, this is the sort of team that could have one or two significant injuries throughout the year and could still have players come in and just be just as, sorry, just as great as the players that have exited, unfortunately, due to injury. So... I love what they're doing there. They're number two for me. They're going to make the grand final. Yeah, and I have them winning it. They are my number one. And yes. I, I, I just think it's their time. They've been building to this for a while. They've had the heartbreak of, what, two straight sets losses or like without winning home finals. Yeah. Yeah. It's been tough on the group. They've had key injuries. Rainer missing last year, obviously. He's come back and he looks yeah. like a jet. They're a funny one where I think they've got a couple of few older players, Zorko, Rich, those sort of guys, where if they don't win this year, I think they kind of reset their window a little bit. I'm so I, I kind of feel like their their mountain kind of looks like this. They kind of have to yeah. win now or drop off, and then maybe in a couple of years again, they'll be back again. Yeah. So yeah, okay. I have them winning. Yeah, but I, I do think the way they've been building, I think this is their year. Again, I don't think they're the best list talent-wise. I've still got Demons 1. I've still got Port number 2. But I just think there's something about the Lions this year. And yeah, I'd love to sort of go to a few games and watch them win. I've just bought tickets for the round one Brisbane versus Lions game. So I'm expecting them to flog my power. 
and these come back to bite me. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, they'll be really I was good. About to say year. you said Brisbane versus, versus Lions. I got a bit confused. So Brisbane versus the Power versus yeah. the Power, and what a way to open it up! Two That's top teams, yeah. round one. But Kerm, get into your pick here, mate. It, before that, if Brisbane win the grand final, where does Chris Fagan sit on coaches of the year? Coach, coaches of the league. I think he's got to be first if they win this year because he is just the way he's built this team and drilled this team into such a such a compact unit I think he's one of the best coaches in the league for me already um, but for me I'm going to go with the and Western think, sorry go on I was just going to say with him he's done a very similar thing to Ken Hinckley yeah. where he came in when the club was kind of on its knees picked him up turned them around turned them into like a top four side consistently but the risk is that you kind of turn into a Ken Hinkley where it's kind of like, is that it? Is that the ceiling? Yeah. So if he can add that premiership to it, then yeah, I definitely think obviously premiership would elevate any coach. If right? that's the but ceiling, that is not a bad thing. That sort of upper, upper tier that we all think he's in. So. I think he's yeah, I was just going to say, sorry. If that's the ceiling, that is not a bad thing at all. You look at how the Brisbane Lions were, you know, over the past decade and it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows for this team. They weren't always a great team in the AFL and they really were as the perfect metaphor you mentioned, on their knees, begging for a culture change, begging for someone to come in and just take the reins. And that is exactly what he's done. And Kerm, for me, if he wins it all this year, he goes straight to the top, mate. He will be the best coach in the league. 100%. Um, But for me, I've got the Western Bulldogs wing and all. Um, I love the look of Bailey Dale down back and Aaron Norton up front. Um, I can see the midfield that, the Western Bulldogs have that consists of Jack McRae, Marcus Bontempelli, Bailey Smith, Tom Liberatore, Josh Dunkley when he's in there, yeah, Lockie Hunter as well. Yep. The list just goes on and on and on for their midfield. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely adore it. So for me, I got the Western Bulldogs winning it finally this year again. They were so close but dismantled late in the grand final last year. Um, I, I, I can see him figuring it out this year and Beveridge does a good job, I think. And we'll speak about the Brownlow a little bit later on, but um, it'll be a, a Bulldogs. Yeah, player. you know what? The Western Bulldogs really just had everything going against them at the start of that grand final and somehow found a way mid-game to start turning some things around and going on a run on their own. And to their credit, that is extremely hard when your backs are up against the wall, everyone's sort of starting to count you out and this team's getting a roll on. We spoke about their their list, the Demons, probably the best in the league. You have to go up against this list and then change the momentum. And they just did that. What an outstanding job from them in the grand final. But for me, at number one, I have the Melbourne Demons going back to back. Nice. They're going to win it again. Wee. They have the best list in the league. I don't think really many people can argue that. It's And they just got good young players. Fritz up forward, kicking 56 goals or something like that. Like, I don't even know really who he was before the season started. Now he's a key forward and he's a legitimate chance for the Coleman medal this year, which is just crazy to think about. So this team for me is definitely probably going to... Can't say definitely and probably. That's very... um. What do you, what do you call it? Contra- contradicting. Contradicting. That's exactly what you call it, Kerm. Coming in clutch there for me. But um, they're going to be a top four team this year and they're going to cause some serious damage in the finals. I like it. I like it. I'm, I'm glad someone went 
for them for the finals and for the premiers because yeah. they're they're the easy pick. If we'd all sat here and Imagine. no one picked the demons, we'd oh, look, yeah. we'd look stupid in our review. Um, again, we do think the demons have the best list. I think we all agree on that. Um, but yeah, there we go. There's some spicy ones. I think maybe my one with Carlton, yours with Hawthorne, Tom, and then. I don't remember if yours any jumped out, but yeah, we can't uh-huh. see the list on screen that everyone else can see. But yeah, that was a bit of fun. What we will go into now, we'll have a bit of a break and then we'll come back with our player awards for the season coming up. Alrighty, guys. So before we get on to our player picks for the upcoming AFL season, I wanted to give an update on Game Day Squad and what was happening with the release of our platform. So as of those who have been following along knows that we were planning to release our AFL and NRL platform for the start of these upcoming seasons and have our platform ready for the start of the NRL season and the AFL this season. Unfortunately, just through a few things with testing and a few errors that we have been finding, we have made the decision to further postpone the release of our platform, potentially for another couple of weeks. So it's something we done we do with a bit of disappointment, but it is something that we feel that we have to do to make sure that when we do release our product, it does have the integrity, it does have everything that we want it to have. And being a platform on the blockchain, there's a few things we really need to make sure we get right before we publish and make it live for everyone. So while we are really excited with a lot that's going on behind the scenes, I know we've been opening a lot of packs and things like that, which has been fantastic. We started signing our teams. We haven't had any good players pull through yet, which has been a bit disappointing on our end, but there is a lot of things coming. And hopefully over the next couple of weeks, we'll have a bit more to show in terms of actual in-game footage and stuff, just to assure everyone that our platform is very close and not too far away. We don't think this is going to be the end of the world because, you know, we are focusing this year mainly on a weekly prizes and weekly tournaments and things like that. We were always aware that more people were going to find our platform after the start of the season anyway. So while we will still have that sort of seasonal fantasy comp, we don't think this is going to be too much of an error. And we do really appreciate everyone's ongoing support with the times that we're having at the moment. So, And guys, this break here gives you extra time to soak up our content and get game day ready. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Such as our player rewards that we're going to jump into now. So we've broken down how we think we're going to go for the year. Now we want to have like the teams. Now we're going to have a look at the different player awards. So the three awards we've chosen, are the Rising Star, the Coleman and the Brownlow Medal. So I'll kick this off with the Rising Star Award. You guys know I wasn't big on Hawthorne in the last segment. But I'm big on Josh Ward. I think this guy might be the best player in this draft. Sneaky, sneaky good. And that's saying something because we know how good Dacos and Horn Francis are. So, yeah, I have him picking up this award. I think he's going to get plenty of opportunity in that midfield. He's going to be learning off someone like Tom Mitchell. And, yeah, I just just love what he's done. And I think, yeah, you know what I was saying about him being picked up at number seven. So, yeah, he'll be a jet. No, that's a good pick. It's It's looking like this could be an absolute steal. Yeah, I think it could be a steal as well. Hawthorne have a good one for a long time. But here I've gone for Nick Dacos, which is really no surprise. It's the most vanilla pick here. It's not Jason Horn francis uh, but Nick Dacos is sitting at about $2.50 on external betting sites. Gamble responsibly um, here at Game Day. We, we like to advocate that. <laughs> um, so it's, it's a very vanilla pick, but in his preseason game, he had 31 touches. His father's son, he's going to continue the legacy of the Dacoses down at Collingwood. The guy just looks like an absolute jet and might just be the best midfielder in that team already. Um, you got Taylor Adams there, but I think he could be the best midfielder there. Um, he could have yeah. made this team when he was 15, if I'm honest. Um, so, yeah, Nick Dacos for me is going to take out the rising star. 
Wow, big raps. I love that. Yeah, he's definitely going to get the opportunity. You've said that right. And like both players have already mentioned, they're going to get opportunities in the midfield, very similar to Jason Horn francis And we saw him in the preseason, how good he can be when he's on. He versed my beloved Swannies. And uh, he was a bit of a problem. I was looking at him and was like, wow, this guy can act really play. Ooh, yeah. He can really play the game. He has a great sense of where he needs to be to anticipate to get to the footy. We mentioned he's a bit of a magnet, and his goal-kicking ability as well has really been evident in this preseason. Um, he's going to kick a couple of goals for North Melbourne this year, and uh, he's going to be my uh, rising star. I think a bit of a problem is a good way to sum him up because he's going to be a bit of a problem for a lot of teams for a long time. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, yeah, no, glad, glad you picked him up. Common medal. This was a hard one because we, you, you mentioned before uh, Bailey Fritch is up there with the, with the odds because it is such a wide open field but I'm going to go I'm going to double down on my Carlton having a good year and if they're going to do that it's going to be because Harry Mackay kicks another bag Yeah. so I've got him going back to back on the Coleman back to I back. think he'll have a better year than he did last year yeah not, not one I make with great confidence but uh, there was no one really that was jumping out for me and I really do think we could get a surprise at winner but yeah, he'd be the safe pick and the one I'm going with. Oh, it's a good pick. It's a safe pick as well. But I've gone with, um, and we've spoken about Bailey Fritch a few times already, but I've actually gone his forward line teammate, Ben Brown. Um, and he didn't play many games last year and the year before that. He only played 13 games last year, but kicked 25 goals when he did play. Um, and the last time he played 22 games, he kicked 64 goals in a terrible, terrible North Melbourne team. So if you've got some deliveries coming from Christian Petraka. Clayton Oliver, Jack Viney, some of the best users in the game. Christian Salem as well likes to get forward and get some inside 50s. Big Benny Brown's going to be racking up some meterage on those kick-ups. And, uh, yeah, I can see him winning the uh, the Coleman. I'd love that. Ooh, yeah. I'd love it too. I think it'd be good. Absolutely. And I've gone here and I've smacked on my eye patch. I'm going for a player that's in my own team and it's Lance Franklin. And what if I told you that this guy was only 10 goals away last year from winning this award. And I felt like his season wasn't his best. When I was watching him on the field, I don't think he played to the level that he can. Still, I know age is an issue and he is getting older, but if he was a legitimate chance to win it last year, I don't know why that can't happen again this year. Um, It really feels like, though, he's getting to the back end of his career and that his days of being elite and just being an elite player in the league in general are numbered. So it's really like a now or never for Buddy Franklin if he's going to win the Coleman again. And I think last he does dance. it this year. Yeah, I think it's the, the last, last dance. dance. Exactly right. Yeah, for Buddy. Do we see someone going 70 plus this year? 70 plus goals? Mm. Look, not for me. Yeah, not no. for me. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> it's just such a shame. Sorry, as you see, you might, my internet's dropped out there, but I've come back to hearing Lance Franklin's going to win the Coleman. Yeah, you, that's, that's what I said. Yeah. Yeah, wow. That is definitely what I said. So I was just, yeah. I just think, we're saying it's the last dance. Kerm said it perfect. I would love to see it. Yeah. I didn't like Buddy for a long time. And then after last year, I really did. I guess getting to see a little bit more of him um, up close and sort of hear a bit more of him. Um, But yeah, no, I'd love that. That'd be really cool. I really hope he gets um, his his 1,000 goal at the SCG in the first couple of rounds and everyone can run onto it. Yeah. Brownlow medal. Mm. 
I have doubled down or tripled down now on my Carlton theme. Oh, and ooh, it is my wow. hot take. Is he doing it? And I think Patrick Cripps is going to win the Brownlow medal. I don't I, hate it. I don't is, hate it at all. That is spicy. That is really spicy, but I can understand why you're making this I, I have purchased all the stock <laughs> on Patrick Cripps Island. I'm buying up all the land. I'm the only one here. But I really do think if Carlton are going to have the year, I think they will. And he's looked. And this was, mind you, I've made this pick before preseason. I just want to make that clear. I'm not just picking backing off the fact that he killed it in his couple of preseason games. I think with Vossi in his ear whispering, go back to the video I watched when we recorded at the end of last year. Vossi whispering in his ear, I think he's going to be the main force behind them. And the only concern I'd have about it, or the big concern I'd have about it, is Walsh taking votes off him. But I think them two can coexist, and I think it's going to be scary. I'll tell you what, that's so quite a big concern well. to have. That old Walsh comment just at the end there, just quietly, huge concern. Mm. Um, just two studs in the midfield. So they're definitely going to take points away from each other. And that might inevitably sorry, hurt them in the end. And they both well, That's why miss. I didn't go one of the big Melbourne guys, which I'm keen to see if one of you guys went and overlooked. I haven't gone a Melbourne guy. I've gone a Bulldogs guy. And I had the Bulldogs winning the grand final. And I think a big reason of that would be Marcus Bontempelli. Um, a lot of competition, as I'm sure you guys are going to mention. You've got the likes of Jack McRae, Bailey Smith, Tom Liberatore, Lockie Hunter, Josh Dunkley... The, the list of their midfield just goes on and on and on and on. But Marcus Bontempelli is the biggest name there. Um, he can get forward, he can kick goals. Umpires love him. They know that Marcus Bontempelli's around the pill somewhere. Um, so I'm going to take Marcus Bontempelli to finally get his Brownlow's Charlie um, and take his team the whole way as well. Good year for to be Marcus Bontempelli. I just saw he's only 26. Yeah. Damn. That's yeah, no. scary, eh? <laughs> And I know you mentioned a lot of names in this midfield, but no one has the versatility like Marcus Bontempelli. This yeah, guy exactly. can dominate the game in so many different ways when he's needed to. If he needs to take big yeah. contested marks up forward and kick game-winning goals, he's the man. If he needs to start winning clearances and start dominating the midfield, he's your man again. Yes, they have a great core group of people, but there's always one name you can depend on at the Western Bulldogs, and it's Marcus Bontempelli. So love that pick. I love how you say game winner. goals is such a... Yeah, because I think he yeah. can win a game off his own boot any given night that he decides to, so, yeah. No, I agree, and I think kicking goals is so important in the Brownlow. I was, that's why I, was, I wasn't on the Wines train last year. I just didn't think he kicked enough big goals, whereas the other guys he was up against have those moments. But, yeah, no, I'd love to see Bont do it. I think everyone loves him, um, even if you're not a Bulldogs fan, so be a good one but Tom who have you gone with to close off our preview show yeah last pick feels like of the draft feels like we're drafting all these players to our teams <laughs> but we're not and if I predict that St Kilda are going to make the 8 this year similar to Marcus Bontempelli there is one man you can rely there is on one at man. this club and it's there Jack Steele and he is my brown low prediction I am really bullish with Jack Steele this year I don't know if this is me holding my fantasy eye patch over my head and just can't see through like the actual production on the field because I know it doesn't necessarily correlate if you're a good fantasy player to you being a great player in the league and helping win games. But if they're going to make the eight, he is their, he is their backman that is going to just swing the ball, really transition it well from the backs to the mids and even to the forwards. I can see him creeping up the field as the season goes on and the confidence is up in the team. So Jack Steele, he's my pick. 
Well, we've seen some fantasy-relevant yeah, players win the Charlie before. Like, if you go back to when uh, Matt Prittis won his Brownlow for West Coast, he had a great fantasy year that year. Tom Mitchell, yep. when yep. he won it for Hawthorne. So there's I a bit always of a... forget Prittis won the Brownlow. How incredible is that? <laughs> It's a weird one. There's one for your, yeah. uh, for your pub quizzes. But, um, yeah, no, I like the correlation between Fantasy Start and, and Charlie, Brownlow medalist. So I was going to quickly ask who, just to spice the little fantasy thing, who we think is going to top the, the uh, game day squad scoring. Do we think it was going to be um, Steele or Took, or do we think it was going to be someone if else? If you looked at game day squad on our website and went to the blog section, we just released a blog Go with a couple blog. of us guys. Sort of putting out. Hasn't our been picks. released yet. Hasn't been released. Oh, has it? Yeah, it well, has sorry, been released, guys. It has been released. So go to I the can't website. Keep up with all the content we're doing. <laughs> oh yes. But go to the website and check it out. But I am gonna stay on this bullish train of Jack Steele, and I said it in the blog. I've said it here in the podcast, and he is my pick for the best fantasy production heading into this upcoming season. Yeah, for me, yeah, I'm. Who the did same. you have, Kim? I had the same. I want Jack Steele. Steel. Tackles, kicks, everything, marks. And Took's going to be right there with him, but it's, uh, you can see Jack McRae doing it as well, which is a massive accumulator of the footy. Um, I would mo- not be surprised if we see Jack McRae do it, but have you got anyone different, Cal? No, you know, I've doubled down on Crips. I forgot we put that yeah. in, the, in the article. That's who I had. But that's probably a good segue into all of our content that we have over there. Kerm's been doing some fantastic work writing blogs on each position, what players you should be targeting for the upcoming game day squad season when we do release, hopefully in a couple weeks' time. We will have lots of updates coming through. Stay tuned on our socials. Make sure you give us a like and a subscribe on this video. We do really appreciate it. We are going to be moving into constant doing preview and review shows for the upcoming season, putting on our fantasy hats and really breaking down the year as it unfolds. So we can't wait to get into all of that. But from all of us here at Game Day Squad, thanks for your ongoing support. And Tom, make sure we're getting... Game Day ready.